If you're listening to Polygon's quality control, it's because you're looking for better than the average video games. If you're going to sink 40, 50 or more hours of your time into a game, you want it to be worth that time. So why should you settle for the same old average investing tool? Now there's a smarter way to manage your money and dedicate yourself to your own financial future. And it's called Betterment. Betterment is an online financial advisor for people who refuse to settle for average. They're going to use cutting edge tech to build personalized portfolios and help you make more from your investments. Then they're going to guide you along the way with advice to help you make smart financial decisions. All of this for one low transparent fee. Plan for retirement, reach your financial goals and make the most of your money. Don't settle for average investing. Demand better. Betterment outsmart average. Investing involves risk. Quality control listeners can get up to one year managed free by visiting betterment.com slash quality. That's betterment.com slash quality. My guests today are Colin Campbell and Simone de Rochefort. My name is Charlie Hall, and today we're talking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Colin, thank you for joining me today. Hi there. Hello. Colin, you had Polygon's lead review of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Simone, I know that you've been playing a ton of it as well. Uh, suffice it to say, Colin, you're pretty much through the game, though? Yeah, I've been playing nine days straight. This is my 10th. Uh, even though the review's done, I'm still uh, mopping up some uh, some missions and some islands and and just, uh, just I just well I can't stop playing. That's the truth of the matter. I'm really enjoying. <laughs> I'm really enjoying myself. <laughs> that was my problem yesterday when I played for ten hours straight and I knew I needed to stop and I I didn't. I couldn't. Colin, give me kind of an overview of what this game is. It's not your typical Assassin's Creed game, is it? Well, they, they, I think since the last one, since last year, they have moved more in a kind of role-playing game type direction. And so you play as uh, one of these characters. I play as Cassandra. You can play as a man. And uh, she's on a mission to travel around the Greek world, the ancient Greek world, during the time of the the Peloponnesian mm -hmm. War. Peloponnesian <laughs> Thank War, you. please, uh, Colin. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> between <laughs> Athens and Sparta. And so she just kind of inserts herself into this war and, and um, does stuff. So she might raid uh, a barracks and kill everybody, or she might raid that same barracks and kill nobody, but uh, release the prisoners and, and loot the war chest and all that stuff. So she can have an influence over the war on both sides. But the enemy really isn't Athens or Sparta. It's this kind of shadowy underworld organization. And so she's also taking out these kind of secret elite members of this organization who are up to no good. There's just tons of stuff to do. And if you played the last Assassin's Creed, you'll know there's always a mission over the next hill, whether it's a, just a basic fetch and carry mission or if it's a more involved storyline involving multiple characters and lots of different activities. Colin, the thing that really jumped out at me the most about your review is that you say that that Cassandra is a genuinely likable human being. Tell me more about that. Well, I mean, I liked the character from last year, but he was he was ultimately a kind of standardish male, gruff, um, uh, uh, grievous lead character in a video game. Whereas Cassandra, I mean, she's got things 
uh, in her life that have not gone well. I mean, she was abandoned by her parents, but she has this lovely sense of humour. She has a sort of warmth and a twinkle about her as she goes through the world. And her grievances against the world aren't the only thing that define her. That She also is open to friendships. She's open to the warmth of other people. And she enjoys testing herself against people who are smarter than her, for example. I mean, she enjoys uh, mucking around with Socrates. She enjoys uh, flirting with Al, <laughs> you know, with Al Chiabardi's. Okay, thanks. And um, uh, the, the, I just really like spending time with her. And I don't know if the uh, the Alexios, the male character, uh, is the same, but I assume that he is. Simone, tell me more about your relationship with Cassandra here. I know that at E3, you were you spent so much time at the Ubisoft event behind closed doors. I think you spent like over an hour just playing as Cassandra. How has that kind of flourished and blossomed in the final game? Uh, me spending too much time with Assassin's Creed Odyssey has defined all of my interactions with it. I I absolutely love her. Uh, one of the things that Colin mentioned in his review is like she her eyes look so alive, and they've done so much work with her gestures and her facial expressions to make her feel like a real person. And it she's just fantastic. She's kind of carefree but then also a little bit jaded at the same time and she has so much attitude and so much humor so it's it's so so refreshing to see her as the hero of an assassin's creed game i've, I've spent 26 hours in the game so far and i just adore her i think she's one of the strongest protagonists that the series has had. But she's not necessarily like the manic pixie dream Spartan, though, right? Like, she's she's grounded, it seems, in, like, real-world concerns. Yeah, she's so rough, and she has, like, on her arms, she has big scars on her arms because she's been fighting all her life. She has very strong shoulders. Like, she's built like a warrior, and she has this kind of down-to-earthness about her. Um, she's kind of a loser in a lot of ways, and I really love that. Yeah, she has a soft spot for uh, for people around her who who aren't terribly admirable. Her mentor is basically a crook and a villain, and and she uh, repeatedly kind of bails him out of trouble, even though he's probably more trouble than he's he's worth. But also, there's you know the characters around her, even some of the minor quest givers, turn out to be really fun people with a good sense of humor. And I just think that what's happened here is that Ubisoft have said, have said, let's spend some time and some money and some resources on writers. And it makes a huge, huge difference where you've got characters in this world who aren't just cardboard cutouts, who aren't just yet another bloke running around killing everybody because he's mad about what happened to him 30 years before. And it, and it, and it, it, it makes such a big, big difference. And if you look at some of those characters that we've already mentioned, though, some of those historical characters, you could tell that somebody has spent a lot of time reading about these characters and finding their flaws and the, their individuality and placing that inside this fictional context. I just love I just love that sort of stuff. And I'm somebody who loves historical fiction. So it's just great to see the sort of care and attention that we see in novels and in television shows and in movies put into a video game. And, and Assassin's Creed has been kind of doing a 
pretty wishy-washy job for a long time, but I think they've really now done an excellent job. Do you have a favorite sidekick, Colin, of, of all the historical figures in the game? I, I think it's Socrates and the kind of philosopher hanger, hangers-on he has around him. And Socrates, uh-huh. is a, he's a tiny bit pretentious, but he, he has a, a sort of self-knowledge about his pretentiousness, whereas some of his acolytes are just completely pretentious and up their own arses, and they have no idea. And it's just very funny. Simone, I know that you've been spending a lot of time with the great historian Herodotus. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> he's so handsome, Charlie. I know he's like 60. I don't know. He has nice eyes. And of all the romanceable characters in the game, Herodotus is not included in that list. As far as Colin and I know, <laughs> I've been trying. But yeah, like like Colin said, they they are very, they feel very fleshed out. And there were some in the early game in like the first eight hours or so that I played in a demo, there are some early missions that felt a little more stale, a little more stayed, like we've seen before in in open world games. But as I kept going, that's been happening less and less, and I'm really enjoying the dialogues that I'm having with these NPCs and these quest givers. They, They do feel like they're all kind of vital people. So much of ancient Egyptian history is a mystery to us. It's it, it kind of, I think, made the previous Assassin's Creed a a little bit more wishy-washy. I remember talking with a historian about some of the the history that underlies the previous Assassin's Creed game. He's like, yeah, I mean, they're kind of collapsing, you know, 300 or 400 or 600 years of history Mm. into one narrative. But this one, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, seems very grounded in a point in time, in in a political point in time. And you say in your review, Colin, that that Cassandra, for her part, lives in kind of a moral and political no man's land. What's going on around her? And what, and what does that mean? It's a bit strange. And, I, and I'm not sure how to feel about it, because she turns up on an island and it's uh, it's run by the Athenians and she kills a bunch of Athenians and uh, weakens their position. But then uh, she's in Athens and the Athenians say to her, oh, hey, can you just go and murder a bunch of Spartans? They're outside the city wall. And, uh, and off she goes. And, it, and it's, it's like she doesn't care who wins uh, this war. Obviously, we, 2,000 years on, know who wins the war and what happens. But she doesn't seem to have any, any skin in the game, which is a bit odd and a bit strange. And at first, being a kind of Athenian sympathizer, I was not very happy about killing Athenians. For me, it was just <laughs> like, you know, the Spartans are obviously the bad guys. What's going on here? But and, and soon enough, you sort of... Uh, set that aside as, as you go after these uh, these cult members, and and frankly, you just have to kind of stop worrying about it. And the, and and Assassin's Creed is guilty of this the this sort of blamange style morality in the game that wobbles around because quite often I find myself doing things I don't really want to do. Like I just completed a mission earlier on in which I burned down uh, an innocent person's farm. And all their supplies, and I kind of knew that, that that what I was doing was bad, but I wanted the XP, so I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather the game <laughs> didn't make me make those kinds of choices. Yeah, I have to jump gotcha. on that because there, for me, I had kind of the opposite experience where because Cassandra is Spartan, and because we initially like had that whole allyship with the Spartans—that's not a word, but it is now. I I felt weird when I was then asked to turn around and start killing Spartans instead of Athenians. It, it, I don't know if it's just because 
in video games, we generally don't exist in that gray area. There's generally like a very firm side staked out for you. But I, I did, like Colin said, eventually adjust and say, okay, I, I need to do missions. I'm so underleveled. I have to have the XP. I'm going off to kill Spartans now. You talk about being underleveled. You talk about XP. This sounds a lot more, more like a traditional role-playing game. Ho, 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 Charlie. This <laughs> game has a brutal leveling, like, skill gap. Not sk- Skill gap is not the right word, but if you try to take on an enemy that is so much as one level above you, you 90% of the time will get your ass handed to you. It is very the the like need to grind and to level up is very real. Yeah, I'm finding that as well. I, I think later on in the game, when you get more of the sort of special specific skills, it's a little bit less unforgiving. But still, uh, in terms of the main quest, you really do need to be at the levels that they uh, that they want you to be in. And 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 there's whole hinterlands like Boeotia and Sparta. Where you just don't want to go there until you're until you're actually at the levels that you're supposed to be at, um, and so you, I think most of the time, Simone, you were saying that there was a, a section which I had as well, where the jump from one level to another. I think it was in the early teens. You really mm-hmm. did have to go off and kind of do a load of kind of BS missions, um, and yet, like on the game in the sort of late teens and early twenties levels, uh, the missions themselves pretty much I found get you through to uh, to where you want to be but then again you hit the 30s and off you got to go and island hop and and do a bunch of missions and and i, I it, it feels as if they they've said because last year the game sort of finished after 50 hours and then there was another 50 hours of exploration uh, if you wanted to but this year they sort of said no 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 what we've got to do is spread the whole story out over as much of the game as we possibly can and so they haven't quite filled in all the gaps mm-hmm. to make that possible but I didn't mind so much because I do enjoy uh, tomb raiding and I do enjoy taking out whole uh, whole castles and forts. Um, and, and, you know, that part of the game is fun where you're going into a fort and it gives you loads and loads of different options in terms of how you want to play it. Do you want to basically just stand in the middle of the square and try to kill everybody? Do you want to assassinate as many people as you can? Or do you want to just go in, get out and with killing as few people as possible? Um, and they give you lots of different tools as well, like you can smash pots and you can whistle in terms of uh, to try to distract distract the guards or you can get a pet to do it for you. So there are lots of different ways to play through this game and to, so that it's not samey all the time. I have to ask you, Colin, uh, you're at hour 50 right now. What level are you? Uh, I think I'm at more like hour 60. Uh. I'm, I'm in the uh, mid-30s. The, the mid-30s is where you need to be to sort of finish the story. Okay, okay. I want to talk more with you both about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. But first, another word from this week's sponsor. Every week here on Quality Control, we review the latest and greatest games, movies, and TV shows. Coming up next, you're going to hear an advertiser segment from Betterment about how you can get your head in the game when it comes to your finances. Ten years ago, the Great Recession sent shockwaves through the global economy. And in that uncertain economic environment, consumers were gripped with fear and doubt. 2008, it was, you know, the Great Recession. People in general had lost trust in the incumbents. And I thought there really ought to be an obvious best answer to the question, what should I do with my money? But there wasn't. That's John Stein, CEO of the financial services company Betterment, which he founded because he felt the economic industry was failing the average investor. 
Imagine a healthcare system designed with just a shelf of medicine, and you can go and you can take whatever you want, however much you want, but there's no doctors. Just, just figure it out. And I think that's a crazy way to design a system that everyone has to use. I thought, how do we help people make great decisions, put the right kind of information in their hands to help them do better? So along with a team of experts, John developed an online financial advisor that could work for anyone. Maybe you're retiring, or maybe you're thinking about buying a home or having a child in the future. We learn about those things and create goals for you and a financial plan. It's all the things that a great traditional financial advisor might do for you. But financial advisors charge, you know, maybe four times what, what Betterment charges. Betterment, outsmart average. Please remember, investing involves risk. This has been advertiser content from Betterment. Thanks for that note from Betterment. To learn more about their tools, visit betterment.com slash quality. Another thing that I've always taken issue with, and I think you and I got to share this, Colin, is this this whole animus <laughs> thing. I was so, I was so, I'm, I remember playing through the first couple of Assassin's Creeds and just being like, can we move on, please, to the stuff that I really cared about, which which was this historical drama. Is is the animus back, Colin? Well, actually, Simone, I want to ask you, because you, you've been more into the series throughout its life, whereas I, I've become a fan sort of more lately. Is it something that you're attached to, having played so many of the games? No, no, I'm not attached to it. I know this is like the dividing <laughs> issue of the Assassin's Creed fan base is either your team, the Animus is ridic a ridiculous construct and I don't care about the modern story, or a team, as I just saw on YouTube today, like only watching the modern day cutscenes because that's that's the real plot of the game that's all you want sorry i just sounded super mocking and like disparaging of people's interests but <laughs> i apologize for my tone my god i i have zero attachment to that and I, I think the problem with it as as a narrative person is it could be very interesting it is a cool way to get us into the past but they cannot resolve that plot because then the series ends so every single game whatever progress you have with the modern day plot is going to go nowhere because it can't come to any meaningful conclusion. I've never cared about the conspiracy that runs through history at all. And, and, the, and you know, you, you, you have to add the conspiracy with the, uh, with the modern stuff in order to, to get back to the history. But you don't need to do that. There's no need for it whatsoever. No, you don't. Uh, it baffles me that when fans are so defensive about it. It's like, they're like, this is the whole point of the story. And it's like, not really. The whole point of the story is to go back in time and to experience these these sort of fancy versions of the past. And I, you know, I can't think of better things to do than, than spend some time in revolutionary America or, or ancient Rome or, you know, ancient Greece. And, and it's enough. You don't need anything else. And also, yeah. Yeah, I, I sort of sense as well that the developers feel the same way that in this game, especially it's just completely derisory. It's just barely there. It feels like a commercial break. It turns up and you're like, oh, God, can I just go and make a cup of tea or something until this <laughs> is over? Um, so uh, but luckily, it's, it's, it's pretty short. Yes. So how do, how do they kind of shoehorn it in, though, right? I, I, I don't want to get, like, in super spoilery territory, but I know that Assassin's Creed Origins was supposed to be, you know, the origins of the whole thing. But now we're several thousand years before that? So, like, is this the 
prequel i don't yeah, understand I mean, it's only a couple of hundred years before but but yeah it, it the, the story is she's going in with the animus and oh the doctor's there maybe you shouldn't go in so much so and oh it's just nonsense <laughs> yeah because the, the the brotherhood the assassin brotherhood is founded in origins the modern day storyline in this game odyssey is a direct carry carryover from origins it's the same character and everything but obviously, in terms of the history of the assassins, it's going, I believe it's 384 years into the past, actually, because I did the math. <laughs> so it's kind of like precursor, a, a slight a slight precursor to what that organization becomes in 47 B- BCE when it's founded in Origins, but very, very tenuously connected. One thing that kind of also jumped out that I wanted to make sure that we, we talked about today in your review, Colin, are these battle sequences. Ooh. Tell me about how they set up these big battle well, I sequences. Mean, you go into a part of the world, and let's say that it's controlled by the Athenians, and you do things that will weaken their control. Like you, you kill their leaders, you destroy their supplies, and uh, at that point, you will get a mission where someone will say, ha I am the Spartan general such and such, and you've done a great job of weakening the Athenians, and now we're going to have a battle against them. And so you you get this kind of battle scene where there are I don't know it feels like a hundred or so soldiers on this on this battlefield and they're all meleeing and fighting against each other and you just basically run around and kill as many people as you can but it's a little bit more in depth than that a little bit more strategic because if you waste your life uh, fighting against uh, sort of plebs you're not really making much of a difference to the battle so you're really looking for the big guys to go in there take them out and and tip the balance of the battle while at the same time sort of making sure that your big guys don't get killed so i i I did one battle like three or four times before i sort of figured out that was what i had to do but it's fun because you get a sense of being in the the midst of that hurly-burly of a battle because you're you're literally fighting against somebody and you know back to back with uh with allies and with enemies and someone will just turn around and just start hacking away at you so it's it's a real sort of fun uh way to use your your battle skills and the special moves that you pick up as as you as you level up and to uh, and to and again to pick up nice big packets of xp it's also visually very impressive yeah i mean i mean in this i mean this game is visually impressive all over the battle scenes are, are, are visually impressive the ocean the land everything is just beautiful last question for you simone was it what is was it satisfyingly Assassin's Creedy enough on the combat, though, right? We think of Renaissance, we think of all these near modern time periods that they've played with the hidden blades and explosives and all of this. Was it was it good enough fighting as an assassin in Greco-Roman times? I personally think it is because the actual assassination mechanic hasn't changed. You can still sneak around and sneak up behind people and press triangle to kill them, which I, if I'm not wrong, it's been that that way for uh, on PS4 for a long time. There is a, I, I think we all found that the actual assassinations in this one are a little bit weaker than usual. We're used to having that be a one hit kill kind of thing. But in this one, if there are very strong enemies, uh, it'll, you know, knock down maybe not even a quarter of their health. Uh, so you do, you will have to do face-to-face melee combat. 
But to what Colin was saying earlier, you can absolutely sneak around these bases and enhance, like level up your stealth abilities to be the most silent ever and do all of those classic sort of people call them assassin playgrounds, those like large buildings with multiple entrances or large compounds with multiple entrances where you sneak in and complete a bunch of different objectives for that location. Like that's still very much a core part of the series. And despite the, I guess, the visual changes and despite the added mechanics, that part hasn't really changed so much. And I love it. It's one of my favorite parts of the series. I want to thank you guys both so much for taking the time today. I know you're you're like video game hungover after the long <laughs> weekend with it. And Colin, getting the review together. Thank you guys so much for the time today. Thank you. Thank you. Do check out Colin's review up on the website. And, but more than anything, thanks to you at home for listening today. We've got a lot more over on the website until we've got another game to talk about. This is Charlie Hall for Colin and Simone. Thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.